Welcome to No Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk. Um, sorry for the delay, but uh, we're back. Back and better than ever. Um, hope you've been enjoying the content about Near Autonoma this weekend. Um, automata um, this weekend. Uh, this is my last sort of uh, shot at it, although there'll be more streams uh, both tonight and later. Um, but this is a this is a podcast on um, genre in in near, uh, so uh, it goes along with the uh, the piece up on the blog if you haven't read it yet. Video drone at tumblr com. I think it's pretty good. Um, check it out. Um, uh, that said, we also have a uh, a fundraiser going on here at um, No Cartridge Audio, and to let you in on that, I decided to invite friend of the podcast Ira Glass. Ira. Thanks. You know, it's a funny thing when we talk about video games and we talk about the function of interactive media, we often forget that there are people behind the scenes making the decisions and the artistic choices imbued in that work. I'm I'm uh <laughs> I'm reminded of a of a story I heard one time uh at a diner in Chicago of a young designer uh, making a video game that uh, he was convinced would just uh, inspire people. And I rolled my eyes and I thought, well, you know, Mario Brothers isn't going to inspire anyone. And well, that that young uh, that young video game creator was uh, Hideo Kojima. And today he is considered one of our finest artists. So uh, there's nothing this genre can't do. And that's why I think no cartridge is such an important piece of the medium. Um, and, and Trevor needs $75 to transfer over the material to a new and better platform, uh, one that has its own dedicated web page. And, uh, we just hope that you can make that happen. Just any, anything can help. Uh, the PayPal is at paypal.me backslash Hagelbon. Um, thanks for all you do and, uh, be well. See you next time. Wow, thanks, Ira. That's that's really great. Um, okay, well, uh, you know, that said, let's get into the work. Um, so I wanted to talk today about Nier as a genreless RPG or a genre-bending RPG, I guess. Um, last time when we talked about RPGs in Planescape, um, I pointed out that a lot of uh, the genre there, particularly in terms of, you know, the ways that... Uh, the ways that the Nameless One and the characters in the game sort of... Uh, have stats up front, um, but also, you know, encompass those stats in kind of nuanced and interesting ways within the, the dialogue itself. Um, how that touches back and comments on and kind of works with uh, the genre as understood within um, Dungeons and Dragons style RPGs, so storytelling and extant spreadsheet counting. Like those are the main things that are that are of interest uh, in in RPGs as, as generally understood. So experience points, gold. Um, you know, various statistics, things like that. Very important. However, uh, Nier Automata um, is a really interesting game this way because it can't really work like that, or it doesn't really work like that anyway. Um, as the article on the blog suggests, uh, you know, the game takes all of its various menus, um, its various sort of statistics, all of the things that it, that it has going on, and um, sublimates them to an, to an explication within the narrative itself. Um, so, uh, you know, 
it explicitly describes its numbers. It doesn't let them out just like existing in the world uncommented upon as does Planescape and uh, Dungeons and Dragons style work. Um, it actually sort of explains them with reference to the characters themselves. So the saves work like this because you're androids. Uh, the health works like this because you're androids, that kind of thing. Um, in short, this is an RPG without the visible game conventions I suggested would always be in an RPG. So it's kind of interesting that um, I suggested that and then an RPG came out that totally undermined it. Um, I find that kind of great. Um, however, as a result, and so like if you want more on that, check out the, the blog on Video Drone, um, video-drone.tumblr.com, although soon if the <laughs> fundraising is successful, we'll have it elsewhere. Um, but... Uh, you know, that's really all very interesting to me, and I'm sure more will come of it as I play more of the game. Uh, but what I'm really interested in talking about today is the fact that Nier doesn't fulfill player expectations as a result of this um, this rejection of the RPG genre. Um, for one thing, you got the combat, um, which isn't quite turn-based, as many RPGs are. It isn't pseudo-turn-based, as something like Planescape is, where, you know, you set the action into... into you set the, the fighting into action, excuse me. Um... And it just kind of happens until it's not happening anymore. Um, and it's not an action RPG in the strictest sense, uh, something like Dark Souls or, or perhaps more relevantly Zelda. Um, it shifts constantly. It moves between top-down um, top combat, 2D platformer combat, uh, bullet hell shmups, um, basically to the point that there's not a clear sense of generic consistency. It's always moving back and forth and around and around, right? Um so as a result, the game shows off a series of canonical references, right? It, you know, you look at it and you say like, oh, this looks a lot like, you know, something like Ninja Gaiden or something like Contra. The the, the 2D side-scrolling uh, parts look like that. Or, oh, this part, uh, the top-down part, reminds you of some top-down sort of games like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of what these would be, like the, um, the old X-Men Nintendo game or... Um, uh, I'm not coming up with a lot of them, um, but you can think of a few. Uh, maybe you can tell me about them. Uh, the original Grand Theft Auto, for instance, is a version of this. Um, and then, you know, there are, there are scenes, there are sort of moments where you're like, oh, this reminds me of Final Fantasy VII, or this reminds me of that, or this reminds me of this. This is all very intentional in my mind. Um, but as it sort of calls forth these canonical references, it also disorients its player in the mechanics of the game itself, right? So as soon as you're sort of saying, oh, this reminds me of Ikaruga, all of a sudden you're fighting in a totally different style, right? The game disorients you, shocks you out of uh, complac uh, complacency uh, while playing it. And so it's not really the kind of relaxing RPG that we're used to, right? Where we can grind levels, where we can sort of like, you know, take our time. Um, it's a game that kind of moves you along. It's a, not a short game uh, by any means, but it is a game that sort of is not concerned with... It's not concerned with your progress at your pace um, you can explore you can take your time in certain aesthetic ways but in terms of building the character and completing the game there's not a lot of opportunities to grind there's not a lot of opportunities to build levels um, you can't play this in a typical rpg way by focusing on numbers as in a way then just like with the menu the game itself the function of the game itself is alienating the reader slash player um the genre jumps, though, unlike the menu, which has to do with explanation, the genre jumps have to do with constraint. So what I mean by constraint here is that the um, 
the game itself is not allowing you a sort of sense of freedom within how you take it in, right? Um, the player gets no comfort of consistency in the game because the game jumps at whim, right? Any move from um, Ikaruga-style bullet hells to um, top-down to 2D to 3D to any of like the various pseudo-genres that the game incorporates, um, it's all in in important ways extremely disorienting right it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable it's meant to sort of like not give you a chance to catch up um and the game does jump into the wind because it's not a function of the game so much uh it's not like oh switch into aerial mode so you can beat this boss it's the game functions because that's what looks good or that's what tells the story best or that's what sort of like gets the narrative across consistently the player has no control over these changes. The changes just happen to the player as it goes along. In this way, the gameplay itself is being represented as art. Um, totally outside of the control of the player, totally up in the air as far as like, I don't know, uh, arbitrary expectations might be concerned. As such, the player is again shifted to the background of the game, just like with the menus, less in control of her experience than in other RPGs. So less in control of how you incorporate the game, how your experience transpires. Um, Nier kind of takes that on itself. Um, and you're certainly incapable as the player of role-playing a character. You have both the Android-esque blankness of 2B and 9S, as well as these genre jumps. It's really more like you're watching a movie or experiencing um, a narrative, right? You're there to play the game, but also that game is consistently undermined as important. Undermined as important, excuse me. In other words, so as like a concluding thought, the game closes itself off again from reception, just like with the menu, uh, while remaining entertaining. This is a fine slice to me, this idea of being closed off to reception, but also entertaining. Um, but I think it's a really important one to make, right? So through none of this, when I say that Nier is kind of antagonistic to its player, do I mean to suggest that it's not a fun game? It's a really fun game. It's like a tremendously fun game, one of the most fun games I've played in a while. Um, it's totally enjoyable, totally worth playing, um, but the game's constructed without the need for that reception. Nier doesn't need you to enjoy it, to be successful. Um, even if it were dull, even if the mechanics were terrible, even if it was just like impossible to play, the game's point would be made all the same. So unlike a game like, say, even like Overwatch, a game that I think is very successful and interesting, that game needs to be fun to play to work. Nier doesn't need to be fun to play to work. You could honestly hate playing near the whole time and get the same basic point out of it which is very interesting um, and very sort of telling in terms of what its approach to games as art might be uh, so i want to keep that in mind as we move on i'll definitely be touching back on near in this space and in the blog um, keep an eye out for streams as well and um yeah uh check the patreon out check the paypal out you know jokes aside i am looking to move uh to a new space so any contribution helps and um yeah, I uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, um, and I will talk to you soon about open world games.